You're listening to We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a Supernatural superfan and a Supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. This week we'll be covering Season 2, Episode 14, Born Under a Bad Sign. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need to talk about Sam. Before you slip into unconsciousness, I'd like to have a Another kiss, another flashing chance and bliss, another kiss, another kiss. You changed it up. Did I? Yeah. I did? We usually start with this is... We need to talk about Sammy said you're listening to... Oh, did I? <laughs> Tola threw me off. I didn't, I didn't realize I changed it. Also, I have the wrong file open. I don't even have my... Oh, yeah, I did change it. <laughs> I didn't even open my... In- I mean, it, it still sounds in fine. It just threw me off. <laughs> uh, I fucking love this episode. I love one. this episode so much. Ah. And what's funny is Sam himself is barely in it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like he's 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 barely he's he's in well, at the very very end, and that's it. Sam is in Sam that we know. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, Jared's in the episode, <laughs> but Sam, the character, yeah, is only in like the last like five minutes tops. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's, I realized that watching it tonight, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like I love this episode so much, and we get no Sam. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So to kick it off, we have our recap. Dad wants us to pick up where he left off. Um, Joe, the whole thing with Joe's dad. Um, we got Meg, um, demonic possession kind of in general, the key of Solomon, and then circle on right back to what John told Dean about how he have to save um, Sam, if he couldn't save him, he'd have to kill him. Um, and then we open to, they really just throw you in the deep end on this one. But I guess it makes sense, because they have to, like, they have to get, get right to it right now. Like, there is no, they can't build up or anything. They just gotta toss you in the in the water and say, have fun, good luck. <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> we open with Dean speaking on the phone with Ellen. Um, we learn that Sam has been gone for a week. Uh, and I was like, how the fuck did Sam just disappear? But we learn later that he went out to get burgers and didn't come back. <laughs> just didn't just didn't come back. <laughs> so. Um, but as Dean is on the phone, he suddenly gets another call coming in. He answers and it's Sam, uh, who has freaking perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Dean hurries off, and I love the way they edit this sequence of Dean rushing to meet Sam. Um, because we kind of cut back and forth a little between Dean and Sam. Because we get, like, Dean putting the phone down next to a gun, I think. Um, and then we cut, like, the Dean getting in the car and driving there. It's, like, skippy, and they're, like, dropping whole segments of time to just really rush you there real quick and it's very effective. I actually really really love it. Um, Dean finds Sam in a motel room like clearly kind of a little bit in shock 
and he's got blood all over his stomach, which Dean immediately is like, oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) Are you you dying? Are you you bleeding? What is going on? And Sam's like, this, I don't think it's my blood. Yeah. Um, he doesn't remember a thing. And this is when we get our- terrifying, honestly. That sounds horrifying. To, like, wake up somewhere you don't know where you are, covered in blood, not remember remember anything. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds absolutely horrifying. Um, and this is where we get our splash screen. We cut to Dean returning to the motel room with, I'm assuming, he's got, like, a fast food bag, I think. Um, and he's gone to talk to the manager, and he is being surprisingly chill. Like, way too chill. Uh- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is a hundred percent keeping it together so Sam won't panic. Yeah. That is, Dean is putting on his calm and collected big brother face because Sam is freaking the fuck out <laughs> with good reason. Uh, and he needs to be the one with a level head at the moment. Yeah. Um, but apparently, um, Sam like checked in a couple days ago and the, nobody's really seen him since. Dean's, Sam's like, they didn't see me wandering around the parking lot covered in blood. Dean's like, yeah, nope. <laughs> they didn't. Uh, and he... Sam is immediately is like, this is what Dad warned you about. Um, but Dean just shoves that idea off. He's not gonna... He, nope, not dealing with that right now. <laughs> Can't deal with that. Um, and Sam says that the last thing he remembers is going to grab burgers in West Texas, which was a week ago. <laughs> so, that's fun. Um... So they decide, Dean's like, well, just, we'll just retrace your steps. Um, the manager saw you leave, didn't see you come back, and so he goes and he, like, peeks out to look out the window and finds, um, bloody fingerprints on the window latch. Um, which is how Sam must have gotten into the room, without anybody noticing. <laughs> um, so the boys leave the motel and start kind of walking along to see if Sam, if anything sparks Sam's memory. Um, and Sam leads them to a storage unit, which he conveniently has the key for. <laughs> Meg is doing such a great job <laughs> playing this out. Um, so, uh, in this storage unit, they find a stolen car, a, a Volkswagen, a Volkswagen bug, to be uh, precise. <laughs> Dean's like, you stole this car. He's like, please tell me you didn't steal this. <laughs> Dean's like, how did my, how, how is this the one thing that did not rub off on Sam? Really? (laughs) You couldn't have gotten my tasting cars. (laughs) Um, inside the car, they find more blood on the wheel and a bloody knife on the floor in the backseat. Sam's like, obviously I killed somebody with his knife. And Dean's like, no, we're not going there. We're just going to keep following your, your tracks and just keep backtracking. (laughs) Um, but they also find a receipt for a gas station and a pack of menthols, uh, which Sam does not smoke. (laughs) Um, that leads them to the gas station a few towns over, where as soon as they walk in, the gas station, like, cashier is like, "Uh uh-uh, no, goodbye, (laughs) I'm calling the cops, see ya. And (laughs) apparently, when Sam visited- a bit of a problem. (laughs) Yeah, he was a, a bit of a nuisance. Uh, to put it lightly, apparently he just walked over to the fridge and started drinking uh, malt liquor, <laughs> which Dean's like, you drink malt liquor now? <laughs> like, I don't... Just chugging it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he uh, he whipped the bottle at the cashier's head, which is fun. Fun! 
uh, and apparently also is a, a chimney. <laughs> Chain smoking. Menthols. Which Dean Glader's like, that sounds more like me than you. <laughs> if Supernatural had been on HBO, you know for a fact Dean would have been smoking. Dean would have been a chain smoker. Oh, probably, yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, they both would have had potty melts. Oh, you know it. <laughs> Especially Dean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Dean sends Sam out to wait in the car because the cashier is like, I'm gonna call the cops. I love his line, tell your story walking. I like, I love that line. It's a great line. Um... So, Dean bribes the cashier for info. Um, he does a lot of bribing this episode. He does! Dean, Dean spends a lot of cash this episode. Um, and he, he takes a candy bar on the way out, which I love. <laughs> but they learn... Because he, he's given... The, he, the cashier's like, he did, your friend didn't pay for, his, for the alcohol that he stole. And the, and the smokes and stuff. And Dean's like, okay, well this should cover it. And gives him a bill. I think it's a 20... And the cashier is like, mm, now it's, it's coming back to me a little more, and it was two packs. <laughs> Dean puts down another 20, and then on his way out, he steals a candy bar. <laughs> he, like, blatantly, he, like, shows it to the cashier. He's like, I'm taking this, because I know, I know you're, like, <laughs> you know, but you, you were just pushing for more money. Yeah. So, but they learn that um, Sam took Route 71 straight out of town, so the boys start driving. Um, and right as Dean asks Sam what's up with him, uh, Sam tells Dean to turn down a side road. Uh, convenient timing. <laughs> the brothers find themselves at a house with some pretty heavy security for just like a regular old looking house. Uh, there's like a motion sensor, lights, camera. Sam, they go up on the front porch. Uh, Sam finds a broken window and then around the corner he found finds the alarm panel, which has been disabled. Uh, so the boys head inside where it's place has been all torn up and they find the corpse of Steve Wandell who that's what his, we'll learn his name is in a bit um Sam's like I definitely killed this dude freaking the fuck out a little bit about it and Dean's like you don't know that maybe he was a bad guy we don't know we don't know anything like Dean is so willing to explain away why Sam may have done this and Dean's just entire willingness to be like We'll figure it out. We'll maybe he was a bad guy. We'll fix it. We'll just fix it all. <laughs> like for Sam. Yeah. Like oh, I I live for this side of Dean, this protective big brother side. But Sam picks the closet lock, and inside they find an armor, a, a full armory, and then like a serial killer wall as well. Uh, so obviously this guy was a hunter <laughs> because who else would have either, that? Either <laughs> Dean says either he's the Unabomber or a hunter, <laughs> which. A great, I like that as a true crime fan. Appreciate the reference. Um, so the boys find security video, uh, and they watch Sam like wrestle with Wandell before slitting his throat, and that explains blood stains all over Sam, the front of Sam's shirt because we even watch him like wipe the knife in it. Um, Sam is clearly like really upset by this, like he is. Meg is really milking it. She, really she does a great job because you don't sometimes till the end that like yeah, she, it's her the entire yeah. time. Well, I guess demons are probably really good at that because they can like access the 
person's memories and stuff. Yeah. So she's literally, like, drawing on Sam's actual memories of, like, how he behaves and how he would react. And also, seeing as Sam says at the end of the episode that he was awake for this, she's drawing on Sam's own emotions. Yeah, that's true. For what happened. Um, To cut to a little later, and Dean is working on covering their tracks, wiping up their prints and stuff, but Sam has discovered a letter from Wondell's daughter, and he is... Very broken up about it. Um, but Dean's like, nope, we're erasing every trace that either of us were ever here. And he even goes as far as just demolishing the computer while Sam just sits there like, holy fucking shit. My brother is insane. <laughs> like, which if you hadn't figured it out already by now, Sam, like, I don't know if you were ever going to realize um, so they go back to the motel, and Dean's like, okay, we'll get a couple hours, and we'll leave in the morning. And he's still trying to explain. He's like, you know, you had a reason for it, but we'll just, you know, we just don't know what that was. We'll figure out what's going on. It'll all be okay. And Sam's like, like, he's like, this is what Dad warned you about. He's like, maybe I, he's like, I think I'm actually going dark side, you know? And I... Sam says all this stuff during the episode, but knowing it's Meg, I don't, I'm not sure how much of it to really believe. Yeah. Um, cause Sam talks about having these feelings of rage and hate that are just getting worse, but in a later episode, in a couple seasons actually, Sam will talk about feeling angry all the time. So I'm wondering if she is drawing on Sam's true, like, what Sam is really going through in his head, and either telling the truth or playing it up a little bit, maybe. It's really hard to tell. Um, that's a typo. They dreaded down the path. <laughs> Shush. Shush. Um, but Sam's like, you know, I didn't tell you, Dean, because I don't want to scare you, but the yellow-eyed demon has plans, and it feels like no matter what I do, I'm, it's inevitable um and sam asks dean to make good on the promise that he gave to john which was to kill sam if he ever turned evil um but dean is a hundred percent not going to do that and honest to god dean's faith in his brother even after he watched what sam or at least what looked like sam but they know couldn't have been a shifter because there was no eye flare. Like, even after watching Sam kill a man on video and seeing the blood on him and all the evidence he's seen so far, he is 100% willing to just let it all go and wipe the slate clean for Sam and make sure that he never encounters any consequences for what happened. And I have a feeling that if Sam had at least at this point in time, gone 100% dark side, like Azazel wanted, Dean would have followed him right down that path. Like, he would yeah. have somehow in his brain justified it, it, rationalized it, and he... It... it oh my god. <laughs> like, he would have just gone right over the edge with his brother. Yeah. Oh. I love them so much. <laughs> it makes me... Uh, I can't even... It, I just love it makes me so happy <laughs> in the weirdest way <laughs> oh my god so Sam offers Dean a gun and is like D just fucking do it um, 
but Dean says that he would rather die. Uh, uh, and Sam's like, no, you'll live. You'll live to regret this. Uh, as he picks up the gun that Dean has just tossed aside and then cold clocks him with it. <laughs> Freaking, he freely hit him. Because yeah. Dean is out. This is like, I'm assuming like mid-early morning because Dean says they're going to catch to like sleep for a couple, like a few hours and then head out. So I'm assuming it's like three to five, six a.m. somewhere in that frame. Um, we don't really know how long it took them. I guess because the gas station was a couple towns over, and then it was night by the time they got to Wandell's house. So we're not, like we don't really know how long it's taken them to drive around, but I'm guessing it's mid to early morning. Um, and Dean doesn't wake up until twelve thirty. If you are That's knocked quite unconscious the, quite the time. and it's not via drugs <laughs> and you don't wake up for that long, you need to go to a hospital. <laughs> that is not healthy. <laughs> and honestly, the amount of times the boys get knocked out in these episodes and then are like out for like 30 plus minutes. Like, no, if you were <laughs> out, concerning. if you were out for like more than five, you need to go to a hospital. <laughs> like... <laughs> That is worrying. You probably have a concussion. Please seek medical attention. Unvor- um, luckily, luckily for Dean, though, he's got uh, this this really handy thing called plot armor, <laughs> yeah. where he doesn't get serious injuries like that unless it serves the plot in some way. Um, so Dean wakes up at twelve thirty when the hotel manager comes to kick him out. Um. <laughs> Oh, he's like, I got a couple that needs the room. And there's like a kind of skeevy looking older businessman and a really gorgeous young woman. <laughs> and your team's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet they do. Like, you know, the businessman doesn't even like look at Dean. Like, he's totally like looking behind the lady. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, but Dean persuades the hotel manager. I put persuades in quotation marks because he bribes him. Again, um, he's bribing someone. More money. Uh, he bribes him to let him use his phone and computer. Uh, he calls the phone company and gets them to turn the GPS on on Sam's phone. I love his lie. Just, he, he says that his son, Sam, <laughs> snuck out <laughs> and went to a Justin Timberlake concert. Like, but, I know, he's a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> but Sammy's a diabetic, and if he doesn't get his insulin... Uh, and then he, they trace his phone to Duluth, Minnesota, and he's like, yeah, that is a long way to go for a Justin Timberlake concert. <laughs> Thanks for your help. Click. <laughs> so we cut from there to uh, Duluth, Minnesota, where Sam has found Joe, um, who is working at a bar called, I think it's called like the Sandpiper. Um, so Meg's um, plot here is to... Try and kill all the hunters she can, basically. To get Dean to kill Sam, basically. Yeah, she's... and she's taken out a bunch of hunters as she goes. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> she gets into it a little bit later. but So Dean, ca- or Sam, has uh, found Joe. Um, uh, and he asks her if he can have a beer. Um, the bar's closed, but 
she's like, yeah, sure, one beer. And he just wants to, like, talk with her. I made this note. Alana is so fucking tiny <laughs> next to Jared when she, like, comes to hand him his beer. And he's already sitting down and she just looks minuscule. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, she's small. She's so small. <laughs> but, um, he, Sam says that he came to square things with Joe, um, after, like, what happened the last time they were, last time they saw each other. And she notices a burn on his arm, which she just brushes off. And we can kind of see it's like a weird sh- symbol. It looks, honest to God, it looks like a power symbol. Like it the, does, the yeah. circle with the line sticking out of it. That's what it looks yeah, like. It does. <laughs> I'm sure that's not what the, that's not what the, like, intention, that's what that symbol just makes me think of. It, it looks a lot like it. Which it does. Um, I'm sure, because I think the line is actually, like, angled. So like it's not, like, one. perfect. But yeah, it's just yeah. like the one on your laptop. It's not like a perfect, like little power symbol because the line's like angled and yeah, you know. But that's it what it like always that, makes me think of. Um, but Joe notices this burn on his arm and he's like, "Oh, I just too, too close to a hot stove or something." <laughs> uh, and he tells her that he doesn't blame her for how she feels about John because John is consumed with hunting and he didn't care who got caught in the crossfire. Uh, but that's that's not Sam. Um, she asks, like, what about Dean? And he's like, well, Dean's more like my dad than I am, but and he notices the way she reacts, and he now he's got an in. Uh, or Meg has an in. Uh, she tells her that, you know, Dean likes Joe, but more as, like, a, a little sister, not anything, like, romantic. Um, and then he starts to kind of, like, flirt with her, but in a creepy, pushy way. Uh, that is, she is clearly. <laughs> this really put off takes by. on new meaning when you realize it's Meg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Once the kind of like, turns a little gay. It's very gay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the gay in a second. Um, that's not what I meant to do. I meant to open it. <laughs> I have a, a tweet that I would love to read because I love this observation, but. Um, I can't, I was trying to find a source for this, but this, like, I don't remember if it's this scene or the next one where Joe's tied up that Alana talked about during a panel, and I could not find the source of this. I distinctly remember reading a tweet from Fangasm referencing this, um, but I don't remember what panel it is, and I could not find the tweet because it was literally months ago. (laughs) There's no way I'm finding it. Um, but that Alana found filming this scene really hot. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I feel validated. <laughs> I feel less creepy being turned on by this whole sequence. Jared just plays evil so well. Just a good job. <laughs> just someone cast him as a villain. <laughs> Please. Uh, I'm dying for Jared to play like a really solid villain role that he can like really dig his teeth into and like fully flesh out because here he's playing a villain but using and drawing on another actor's performance to create his performance and he does it masterfully there are legit moments where I was like that is exactly how Nikki would have played that line yeah like it's so good um but he didn't get to originate this performance, you yeah. know? 
And I would really love for him to get to, like, fully create and flesh out a villain, because you know he would be so good at it. Uh, but, so, Meg, Sam, has not been revealed to be Meg yet, but... <laughs> Meg and Joe, like, wrestle, um, and Joe gets knocked out. Very brutally, too. Good she God. Feels like face she or head definitely she's got like a head slammed into she's, the bar she's got like a, a bruise when she wakes up but i was like ooh, Oof. that is ooh, yeah that's Ouch. probably gonna that's that's probably gonna end in a concussion joe wakes up tied to a pillar um and this is where meg is kind of dropping the act a bit which i love is she's falling further and further out of playing puppy dog-eyed Sam, um, and more into her own persona. Um, so Sam asks what Joe knows about her dad's death. Um, Joe's like, you're not Sam. (laughs) And he's like, don't be so sure. Um, and I love this whole little scene. And so Joe says that, um, John and Bill were hunting a hellspawn in California. They were using Bill as bait. Um, but John got too eager, and, um, Bill was killed as a hell result. spawn. I don't actually know. <laughs> this is real nice. Um. Spicy poof ball. Aww. Yeah, it's my, my, um, chrome extension. They're so cute. Loopy muncher. I think I got all these new goodies. <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> Aren't they adorable? So, let me check the wiki. Because I know it's got a link for Hellspawn. Um, Hellspawn. Here we go. So, a Hellspawn is a fictitious creature from the popular comic book Spawn. The main character in the series, Spawn, is himself a Hellspawn. Hellspawn are controlled by something, the Supreme Master of Hell, and are mainly used as an officer corps for his army of Hell. Most Hellspawns were once human, but were tricked into making a bargain after arriving in Hell. They kind of sound like demons. <laughs> so, I think she, essentially, she means Hellspawn, like, just, like, a creature from Hell, and not necessarily a specific monster, hmm. like, that exists within the universe. That's not, like, its official name. It's just, like, a colloquial term for a being from Hell. Cause, like, so it could be a, so be a demon, demon or... it could be a deva. I don't think it would be a demon, but a hellhound, maybe. I don't know. Um, but, so John got too eager, though, and Bill was killed. Um, and Sam tells her that's not quite right, and that Bill wasn't actually dead when John killed the Hellspawn. He was still alive, but, like, he wasn't gonna survive it. Um, and so John decided to put Bill out of his misery. And then we get the best reading of a line <laughs> ever. I, this is so good. It's so good. It's one of my absolutely favorite supernatural lines and like line deliveries is when Sam says, My daddy shot your daddy in the head. I love it so much. Also, before we go on, I have to read this m- masterful. The way he does it is very so make like. Sing song and like. Yeah. It's perfect. But I had to read this great tweet, and I will link this in the show notes. Um, so this is from an account called uh, The Green Cooler, which The Green Cooler is a reference to the Coleman, the Green Coleman Cooler that the boys have carried around since the beginning of the show. <laughs> um, and they were watching um, 
they've been doing a rewatch and they were watching Born Under a Bad Sign um, a couple weeks ago and they tweeted this amazing description of exactly like the energy of this scene. It's my favorite. Uh, they said, um, when Meg's mask begins to slip, the energy shifts to feminine, which is a fact. And Jared does it so well. The way that he, like, drops, like, Sam's masculine just energy to mm-hmm. slide into Meg. It's so good. <laughs> they said, this scene is two parts bitchy cheerleader and one part dark sapphic. <laughs> and true. I love that description very of true. this scene so much. It's absolutely nails it. Because, like, the way, even the way he moves is feminine and then the way he's just his line delivery is just (laughs) like like when he when uh when he leans against the pillar next to joe and is like "Mm, not quite and then he just lets it (laughs) sit and joe's like what and he's like oh oh yeah I was gonna tell you more (laughs) i'm gonna give you all the juicy details (laughs) like that it's that's the part that I was really paying attention with this, like, tweet in mind when we were watching it earlier, and I was like, that was so bitchy cheerleader. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> so good. I will definitely link this tweet, and if you guys don't follow um, The Green Cooler on Twitter, you should definitely be following them. They are amazing. Yeah, They're like, so the way sweet. he was delivering those certain lines definitely felt very Nikki in the way yes. that she played Meg. Yes. Like, he, he really... Definitely studied her and the way she talks. Uh-huh. Like her cadence, her mannerisms, everything. I love it so, so much. And it, it, this scene especially, I think it really shines. He does a great job in the later scene when he lets it, like, really goes all out. But this scene is will always be my favorite. <laughs> it, it reminds me a bit of um, Helena Bonham Carter acting like uh, uh, Emma yes. Watson, you know? It's Helena Bowman Carter playing Hermione, <laughs> Hermione Granger playing Bellatrix, Bellatrix. Lestrange. Exactly. <laughs> I love it's it. so good. Love it so much when actors are like all the little they layers. They study different actors yeah. while they're doing it. It's so good. Well, um, there's also in the vein of Harry Potter the scene where um, Daniel Radcliffe Something came unplugged. Did you unplug my echo? You did. <laughs> I just Sorry. watched it light up. <laughs> it's okay. Um, the scene where Daniel Radcliffe plays the, the seven potters. Yeah. And he had to study Every the single... movements of each of them. He even yeah. talks about it, how like Rupert Grint walks with this di- like very distinct sway in yeah. his hips that he had to like imitate. And like I, I love it when actors have to pretend to be other actors. It's so good. <laughs> It's so good. I have a feeling it, it's a lot of fun, too. Like, I, that feels like it's something that would be kind of fun. Like, an interesting challenge. Especially, I'd imagine, especially for, like, Daniel Radcliffe, who's been playing Harry for, like, eight years at that point. You know? Yeah. Like, to get to play Harry, but not Harry. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, that's that just sounds like a lot of fun for an actor. Um, but getting back into Supernatural... Jared slides seamlessly from Meg to Sam when Dean bursts in. I love when Jared gets to flip back and forth. It's the best. (laughs) There's a slight spoilers, but there are later episodes when he does this, and he does it, like, when they do it here, there's kind of, 
like cuts and stuff where he can hide his trans his character transitions in. But there is later in season nine um, where he's doing this flipping between Sam and another character, and it is on camera. You get to watch him do it, and it's magical. <laughs> it's my favorite. I love it so much. <laughs> Even though I'm not a huge fan of that storyline, wouldn't be hard. I mean, wouldn't be easy to do. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool to watch. Be able every to like time. switch like that, like mm-hmm. that'd I could be just hard. Praise Jared's acting for literally hours. <laughs> um, but so Jared Dean Burson, um, before Sam can hurt Joe in any way, or Meg can hurt Joe, um, and Sam immediately starts pleading for Dean to kill him. He's like, or I'll kill her. I know I will. I can't control it. Um, and Dean is like... He's really trying to get Sam killed here. <laughs> he really is. Meg really, really is. She even says in a minute when Dean is following Meg, Sam, through the um, like shipyard. We'll get to that. But for now, Dean is like, no, not going to do it. Won't do it. He's like, nope. Come on, Sammy. Let's go. <laughs> like, and he turns away... Uh, and Sam's like, you know, you'd rather let Joe die? Like, you, you're you so scared of being alone that you'd rather, like, let an innocent person die? Like, because that's almost true in yeah. some ways. Is I don't think Dean would have let Joe die, but Dean cannot go through this life without his brother. Like, this is something that we're touching on here that is going to get reiterated hardcore at the end of this season. <laughs> like, Dean cannot do this without his brother. i say neither of them I mean, can. He, he could, but he would be miserable and it would be a short and depressing existence. You know? Because I think if he knew that Sam was, like, alive and well somewhere, he'd probably be okay. But if Sam died, like he would not be able to live with himself. Um, Especially if he was the cause of it. Which is why he's flat out like, no, not happening. Um, But, so Dean though, has another plan, which is to throw holy water onto Sam, which immediately reveals that Sam is possessed by a demon. uh, Which we have already spoiled. (laughs) Because it's really hard to keep them straight. (laughs) Um... And Demon Sam escapes through a window, and Dean gives, like, pauses for a second to untie Joe, um, before, uh, chasing after him through, uh, like, a shipyard. Um, and the, while they're doing this, Demon is taunting Dean, and it reveals that all along its plan was to, to push Dean into killing Sam, and then using Sam's body to find and kill every hunter it can. Um... It's just slowly working its way through them. Meg is slightly pissed off about having to go back to hell. Just, <laughs> just slightly. A little, just a little eenty bit. <laughs> First they chucked her out a window and then they sent her to hell. Like, dude. Um, but they, the chase ends on a, a dock where um, the demon shoots Dean, who lets himself like be carried by the bullet into the water. Where he hides... Uh, and demon, the demon thinking the Dean is dead, uh, leaves. But I can't help but wonder if she kind of has a feeling the Dean isn't really dead. Because, like, the way 
that she smirks. Like, you kind of get the vibe also, that I she feel like knows. she could have shot him more, like... Yeah. In the more vulnerable yeah. area than the shoulder, you know? Uh-huh. Maybe and she's I a think, terrible aim, I, I don't know. I think the fact that <laughs> Dean knew it was coming, I think he probably... Like he, he, the way he rolls with it, he probably prevented uh, worse damage. Yeah. But... Because Meg is, one, a demon, and also has Sam's abilities to, like, draw on. And Sam is a dangerous shot. Like, <laughs> the only better shot is Dean. You know, I think Dean even says that at one point during the show, that, like, the only person he knows is a better shot than him. Or who could, like, be a better shot than him is his brother. You know? Like, there's... they. They're very good at what they do. So, like, I feel like either Meg missed on purpose or Dean was able to, like, minimize the damage with the way he moved. Because he does, like, kind of roll with it. Um, so, and then he hides. But I do get the feeling that Meg knew that Dean wasn't really dead. Um, and that's why she went to Bobby next. Maybe. Instead of just going back to Joe. Um, but I died. obviously we'll never really know. <laughs> so lucky for Dean, Joe comes along, um, and she's using calling his cell um to find him um alive. Thank God. <laughs> she takes him back to the bar and she fixes him up. <laughs> He's like groaning as she's like full on digging a bullet out of his shoulder and she's like big baby. Like, Joe, you got, like, the tweezers from hell in his shoulder. Like, you know. Uh, Joe asks how Sam knew, or how Dean knew Sam was possessed, and Dean's like, I didn't. I just knew that it it couldn't be Sam. Um, And I think that Dean kind of justifying a little bit how quick he was to just go with it when he thought that Sam had just killed a dude. <laughs> like, he's like, well, it couldn't have been Sam, you know? Yeah. Like, and earlier he did tell Sam, he's like, well, that there's no way that you would just randomly kill this hunter that we've never met. Like, what the hell? Um, so Joe asks Dean if demons ever tell the truth, because she, she knows that demons lie. Um, and Dean says that they do if they know that the truth will hurt more than a lie. Um, but Joe doesn't tell him anything else. Uh, she asks, like, you know, do you know where the demon will be headed? And Dean says, well, closest hunter I know is in South Dakota, so. (laughs) Is that Bobby? Yep. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know where he lived. He lives in Sioux Falls. Oh. Uh, which, (laughs) I love Supernatural, but they make Sioux Falls seem like a real, like a little podunk town. Sioux Falls is like a full-blown city. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I checked at least. Let me see, let me see. Let me look up Maybe he just lives on the outskirts somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, it's a city in South Dakota. Let's see. Look up some images of Sioux Falls. Like, look at this. That's pretty. It's gorgeous. Like, look. Oh, yeah. It's like a full city. Yeah, it's like a full-blown city, but they make it seem like a little... (laughs) A little it town. Lives they on do the outskirts somewhere. They kind of do the same with Lawrence. Lawrence is a college town, but they make it seem like just like a little suburban town. But it's a college area. Um, I don't know which university is there, but yeah, it's just 
It's when we get further into the show, we meet some other people from Sioux Falls, and you're like, (laughs) (laughs) hang on. (laughs) Um, So Joe wants to help, but Dean is like, hell fucking no, (laughs) you're staying here. I'll call you, and then but she knows. No, you're not. (laughs) Yeah, she knows he's not gonna call. Uh, And sure enough, as far as we know, he doesn't. Um, so Bobby, or, or Dean tries to call Bobby, but, uh, Meg has fucking perfect timing again, uh, and as the phone is ringing, um, cuts the phone line before getting up to knock on the door. Um, and Bobby lets, who he thinks is Sam, in, uh, and he's like, you know, what brings you to town? And Sam's like, we're, you know, a hunt in the area. Dean's holed up somewhere with a girl in a 12-pack. <laughs> Uh, but Bobby offers Sam a beer, and they toast to John Winchester, but when Sam drinks the beer, uh, turns out it has holy water in it. Do you think Dean clued Bobby in ahead of time? I don't think so. I think Bobby just does that trick on everybody. You think? I think he does. (laughs) Everybody that comes into school. But everybody gets a little holy water in the beer. I mean... If, well, how calm Bobby is, because Sam's, like, collapsing to the ground with, like, smoke spewing out of his mouth, and Bobby's just, like, keeps drinking his <laughs> beer, and then he says, uh, he's, like, a little holy water in the beer. Uh, Sam would notice, but you're not Sam, are you? And he says, don't try to con a con man. <laughs> and then knocks a demon unconscious? Oh, knocks the vessel unconscious, probably. I, just, I never really understood how this works. <laughs> it's like, every other demon I've seen, like, it takes a hell of a beating and doesn't fall unconscious, so I don't know, no, maybe it's a real... I, I have no idea. It doesn't the make logic. sense, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let it slide. Because uh, uh, Meg wakes up later, tied to a chair in the center of a devil's trap. Dean has arrived. Um, And the, the Meg, like, tries taunting Dean, but Bobby starts an exorcism. Um. (laughs) I do, in fact, find this scene really hot. I just find Jared playing a villain really hot. (laughs) You just find Jared very hot. Yes, that's true. I... That's what it really is. I remember... Just anything, Jared. My first... my, My first year of college was during um season 12 is airing and in the second episode of season 12 sam has a shirtless scene um and i remember talking to my roommate and being like i've never found chest hair attractive but i do like i i'm starting to like understand it now and she's like i think you just find jared attractive and i was like okay i mean yes you don't have to call me out like that (laughs) around on it <laughs> she, she, she had no chill <laughs> was she um, wrong though <laughs> no <laughs> i do find like jeffrey dean morgan's chest hair is attractive too but i also just find jeffrey dean morgan attractive so you know i don't know i think it's a person to person thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so dean's like you know i don't i don't give a fuck what yellow eyes has in store for Sam, like, I'm not gonna let anything happen to him, but the demon just starts, like, 
cackling maniacally. It's really creepy. Uh, and says that this has nothing to do with any master plan. Um, this is just the demon having fun. <laughs> um, the exorcism has failed. Um, and the demon begins its own, like, spell. And like the fire flares and the wind kicks up and the house like starts shaking kind of I think I can't remember exactly but Bobby finds the binding link on Sam's arm the burn we saw earlier that looks like a power button um <laughs> also explains... like cracks the devil's trap yes too. in a second yeah Bobby explains that this is locking the demon inside of Sam um and Dean's like well what do we do and Bobby's like I don't know <laughs> like um and this is when the devil's trap cracks yeah, and then now the demon is loose. Fun. Uh, so the, the demon's eyes go, Meg's eyes go black, uh, and she flings Dean and Bobby across the room, uh, and then forgets that Bobby exists. <laughs> <laughs> I think she thinks she that thinks Bobby she is a little unconscious or something more uh, incapacitated than he actually is. But she pulls herself free of the chair and starts just wailing on Dean. Um, just beating him up. And this is where she reveals herself to be Meg. Um, and she has crawled out of hell to get her revenge. Um, Dean says, uh, Dean calls her Meg and she says, uh, not anymore. Now I'm Sam. <laughs> and I was like, ah! <laughs> I underrated line. This is a good line. Oh my God. I love it. And Jared's delivery of it. Absolutely perfect. Um, and Meg tells Dean that, you know, no matter how much she tortures him, it's nothing compared to the way he tortures himself, because he, he blames himself for losing John, and potentially losing Sam, um, but as she, like, brings her arm back to punch Dean again, Bobby rushes in and grabs her and burns the mark, and this 100% should have left a scar, uh, <laughs> but this is supernatural. Scars don't exist unless it's a plot point, and even then it exists until the makeup artists forget about it. <laughs> or the writers forget about uh, it. I mean, like, the whole thing should be permanently the scarred. The whole thing should yeah. be a scar, but it's not. I'm gonna have to include that detail in fix now of him having a scar there, because he totally should. Yeah. He 100% should. There's no way that's going away. Um, but as soon, soon as soon as Bobby destroys the link... Uh, I literally said, go Bobby. <laughs> Out loud while we were watching. It was great. Um, Meg. Very smart Bobby. Yes. Genius. Meg um, leaves Sam's body. Uh, and Sam, like, collapses. Uh, and he, like, slowly comes back to himself. And he's like, did I miss anything? <laughs> and then Dean just... I This cracks me up every time. Because Dean just reaches over and just punches him in the jaw and then grabs his shoulder and collapses. <laughs> and it's... The way he does it is just so funny. But fun fact, and I have included a link that will take you right to the question and story leading up to this detail. Um, Dean punching Sam was not scripted. Really? Yep. That was improvised <laughs> during the shooting of the scene and actually suggested by Jared, according to himself. Um, so I he... Think it, it's definitely a Dean thing to do. It, very, it works. Very. He's <laughs> like... So... But you just I punched have... me a bunch and punching you. I, I know it wasn't you, but get my revenge. Real quick. Um, Sam, the way Sam just sits there, like, 
holding his jaw like what the fuck dude (laughs) like what did i do golden it's golden this whole little moment i love it so much um but yeah i will include a link in the show notes to the clip from vancouver con 2012 uh where jared talks about this briefly they because the question is about um like what are some things that they've like improvised and stuff over the years and they talk about how they'll like do be reading a scene and be like oh that doesn't work at all that makes no sense and then they'll like focus and be like okay well why doesn't it make sense because they're not just going to go to the writers and be like this doesn't work they want to go to the writers and be like this doesn't work because x y and z you know yeah um and at the by 2012 that's just before season eight or like beginning of season eight like by that point the writers like trust them to know their characters um but even early on like (laughs) they kind of were getting more and more leeway as they got more and more experience with playing the roles but i will include that link for you guys and you should appreciate that link because it took me three hours to find it because all i was going off of was a screen cap of a gift set (laughs) of jared talking about this with no and i asked the person who posted the screen cap i was like do you know what convention this is from and she was like i think it's from 2013 but i'm not sure sorry and i was like okay Um, and so I tried to find it, and I asked around a little bit, and then what I ended up doing was going onto the convention page of the Supernatural Wiki, and going through every convention from 2013 that Jared appeared at, um, because he wasn't at JibCon that year, he cancelled, because his wife's sister was in a car accident, I think, um, but I, and then I looked up, like, pictures and panel videos for every one of those conventions, and matched his shirt, and none of the 2013 ones matched. Because Jared wears a different shirt at almost every convention. <laughs> the bo- Jer- Jer- uh, Jensen does it as well. Um, I know Jensen started doing it because he someone made a comment to him about him repeating a shirt. And he got kind of self-conscious about it. So now he like wears a different shirt like all the time. Like He doesn't, all, he doesn't feel like he can really repeat a shirt. Hmm. Especially at a convention. Which sucks because... Like, it's a lot of shirts. It's a lot of shirts. But it does make it easy to identify <laughs> panel videos just by looking at their shirts. Because I was like, okay, it could be Chicon, but the plaid is wrong. Like, they're both blue plaids, but the this one's got white stripes and this one's got, like, the, it's got white stripes, but they're too small. Like, <laughs> going through and I couldn't find a 2013 one and I was like okay well I know this is a season 8 hair this is I this is like like this is season 8 uh and my friend was like no I think it's season 10 and I was like no this is season 8 hair I know it is and I even looked up I was like <laughs> like season 8 Sam I was like this is season 8 hair <laughs> so I was like okay season 8 was 2012-2013 so then I just started going through the 2012 conventions <laughs> to find it and I eventually found it and it was Vancouver Con so I've included that link for you guys in the description uh, where they talk about improvising and about how the punching Dean punching Sam was Jared's idea (laughs) (laughs) 
That was one of the conventions, actually, because it was in Vancouver, some of the crew members were actually in the audience. And in one of the, the first part of, because the panel video I posted, I think it's part three of, like, four parts. And in the first part, someone asks a question, and the boys are like, hey, Kevin, do you have an answer? Because Kevin Parks, one of, the, like, the ADs, was in the audience. And so someone gave him a microphone, and he answered the question. <laughs> It was so good. That was cool. <laughs> it was really great. Uh, back into the episode. I cut to a little bit later, um, and the boys are sitting around nursing their wounds. I think Sam tells Dean he looks like hell. <laughs> um, and Bobby comes in and tells them that Steve Wandell has been murdered, and that all his hunter buddies are, are out for blood. Um, and the boys are like, we don't know anything about it. And Bobby's like, good. Keep it that way. Like, <laughs> zip it. Um, and then he gives the boys, uh, this is the first time we encounter the anti-possession symbol. Hmm. Finally. Um, it isn't until it doesn't really through show, season two. Show the yeah, it doesn't charm. really show it. Yeah. I think we kind of get a little glimpse, but that's nah, not really. But he says this will prevent future possessions. Um, and so the boys head out again. Um, I haven't met some music in this episode. For this scene, we get Back on the Road Again by Ario Speedwagon, which is an excellent song title choice. But when uh, Meg wakes up, or Joe wakes up earlier, we have The Crystal Ship by The Doors, which is the epi- the song that you guys heard as the intro so, like, to Meg this episode. Meg chooses it on the jukebox. Very specifically. <laughs> we get the dropping the needle onto the vinyl. I love the way they come in on that scene. So yeah. good. So the boys back on the road and this is where Sam reveals that he was awake for some of the things that Meg did um, including Steve Wondell's murder um, Dean's like that That sounds fucking awful yeah <laughs> uh, and Sam's like that's not the problem the problem is that you thought I killed a guy and you weren't gonna do anything about it like you thought that I had done these things and you still wouldn't act like, this could have been the moment that John warned you about, and you weren't... Like, he, Dean made a promise to John and to Sam, <laughs> and Dean is not going to keep that promise to either of them. Um, Dean says um, that John told him he'd have to save Sam or kill him, and he is going to find a way to save Sam. Like, he will not... Sam just doesn't get this. He does not. He he's not getting it in his head. Um, and the episode would leave off on that very serious note, except for Dean has to bring up the fact that Sam full on had a girl inside him for like a week. <laughs> That's pretty naughty, Dean. <laughs> it is pretty naughty. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Meg's hot. <laughs> as long as she didn't possess you. <laughs> yes, that's true. I think that is it for this episode, though. I think we've covered everything. I fucking love this episode. It's a good one. And like I said, Sam is barely in it. Like, but I Sam can't, himself, I can't yes. even, like, imagine how Sam would be feeling, though. Like, that has to be, like, hella traumatic. Oh, yeah. Dean jokes about it, because he knows that it, the boys are, um, like, if I don't laugh about it, I'll cry about it kind of people a little bit and Dean's like I'll make a joke about this lighten the mood make Sam laugh we'll both feel better you know yeah um cause he knows his brother so but and Sam does have a very good point like Dean 
this this could have been it. But Dean one, I think, was trusting his gut a little bit. Like he does, he keeps saying like it, this. This isn't like you. This isn't like like you wouldn't do this. Yeah. And I think he's tr- like in his like deep down knows something is really really wrong that isn't just Sam going dark side. But he uh, it in combination with him trying to keep a good attitude so that Sam will stay calm. Um, Plus, I feel like but, maybe, it and would then be there's like, also the factor that Dean just won't kill Sam. <laughs> It would be, like, more building up to it. Like, he went to flip a switch and go dark side, you know? Yeah. You'd see, like, more signs leading up to it or something. Definitely. Dean's like, no, you're not just gonna, like, wake up one day and be evil. Yeah. Like, that's not how that works, for starters, and that's not how Sam works. But there is also the fact that Dean just, I think even if Sam did, (laughs) like, at least at this moment in time, Dean would be like going down with you. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> like, here we go. <laughs> Off the deep end. Oh. Uh, I love this episode so much. <laughs> it's a good one. Such There's so many good episodes in good season episode. two. Season two is just so good. Oh my gosh. We say it at the be- the end of every episode. <laughs> like, I think we've said it at the end of every episode for, like, the last, like, the whole season, basically. But it is, it's just... So good. And next week, we are covering... Supposedly two-parter. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> we are doing a two-parter. <laughs> Maybe we can watch um, episode 15 at your place on Sunday. We can do go. that, yeah. Check one, out. Check one box. <laughs> uh, but next week, we are covering season two, episodes 15 and 16 Tall Tales and Roadkill, which don't Ooh, both so good really tie together in any way, but uh, I'm very excited to talk about both of them. I, I especially really love Roadkill. Yes, that's like in my initial watch through the first three seasons. That's one of the episodes that stood out the most to me. Mm-hmm. As being, it's definitely one of the ones that was like, oh, I didn't like, see that twist coming. You know, yeah, it's one of the Monster of the Week ones that I am most likely to just sit down and watch. You know. Like, there's a, there's a few episodes that I am, like, I just, I want to watch some Supernatural, I'm gonna sit down and just watch Roadkill. It's just, you know? A good twist and good writing. Such a great episode. Yeah. It's, so it's good. real good. So good. But in the meanwhile, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you like what you hear, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all those fun places. And if you were able to, please, please, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps the algorithm, helps more people find us. Uh, and if you have any fellow Supernatural fans, tell them about us. Word of mouth is uh, actually like a very valuable uh, method of spreading the word about something. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Talk About Sam Pod, on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast, and on Tumblr and TikTok at We Need to Talk About Sam. Uh, I am Lil Red Who Could on Twitter and The Little Red Who Could on Tumblr. I also run all of our podcast accounts. Um, and Haley, my love, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Life Flows On Three, and Tumblr at HF Thoughts Blog. And all of those links, as always, will be in the show notes for you guys to easily find. Um, And in the meanwhile, thank you again so much for listening. We will talk to you next week. Bye.
sauces. You see them over there? <laughs> yeah. I went to McDonald's on Wednesday night. Um, I literally, I went out, I did two DoorDash orders. I made $17. I did the fast pay, so I get it right into my bank account right then. And then I went to McDonald's, and I got a large 10-piece nugget meal and a hot and spicy with no lettuce, add ketchup. Because <laughs> I'm a child. Um, and I asked for with my nuggets, because I did a mobile order, I asked for one barbecue sauce and one hot and one hot mustard with my nuggets, because they allow you to pick up to two sauces. Um, and, because I like the hot mustard with my hot and spicies. And I also like it with my nuggets, so I was like, I'll just do half and half. <laughs> and I got home, <laughs> and I was unpacking my, my to-go bag, and they gave me eight of the little sauce pout packet bowl things. I don't know what to call them. Sauce packet bowl things? <laughs> There's little bowls! It's a little bowl of sauce. It's a dippy sauce. Yes. But it's a little container. They yeah. gave me eight of them. <laughs> they gave me four barbecues and four hot mustards. What's really funny is half the time they'll only give me one barbecue. Because they somehow think that one little sauce thing is enough for ten nuggets. But this time they gave me eight. <laughs> So oh now gosh. I've got this little pile of sauce stuff. Don't leave my cowlick alone. I'm trying to flatten it. <laughs> Good fucking luck. It won't go either direction. It's really cute. <laughs> it's a cowlick. You're adorable. You're cute. But no, so now I have... <laughs> I have three hot mustards and two barbecues left still. Well, in case they don't give you enough in the future, which is likely. <laughs> Highly likely. <laughs> Honest to God. Have some extra ones. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. I was like, how many sauces did they give me? And then I just kept pulling them out of the bag. I was like, oh my God. It was like that TikTok audio that's like, ooh, a fresh pie? Save me a slice. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. That's, that's, an, that's a lot of slices. That's enough slices. That's enough slices. <laughs> that's what it felt like. <laughs> smell my amber it's uh, <laughs> <was> curious <laughs> I didn't have an answer just for, like, was just for a second I thought I'd smell like maple syrup why <laughs> it's a rock because it's tree sap well it's a fossil really I have a piece of amber we went to a rock store earlier this week I got some too I got she some did amber. oh we are real off track tonight